hello everybody and welcome to podcast number two of the Selly Group Real Estate Show. And I am so glad to be with you. I'm Cherie Selly and I've got Judy Steenlin with me. She is an amazing, amazing partner to have um, in this real estate market and with our, our brokerage. And uh, Judy and I, we talked about it on the last podcast, but we bring about 50 years of combined real estate knowledge into this this podcast right now. And um, our desire is to help you and for you to see what real estate sages can bring into your life um, and how it can make a difference. We don't want you to navigate this real estate journey alone. We want to help you make great decisions and set you up for uh, the best outcome possible in your real estate journey. And we we talked about it, and it's going to spill over into podcast two, but preparedness, which is so key. That's part of what I think we excel at in our brokerage is helping people get prepared, either as the seller or as the buyer. A lot of times we meet with a seller maybe a year before. I mean, simply because of the inventory shortage that's out there, there are, there are, is the need to help a seller to get unstuck, let's say, but maybe they can't control the lack of inventory, but what they can control is what is right around their environment. And a lot of times sellers feel paralyzed and they've stopped doing projects. They've stopped doing things because they don't know what else to to do or they they just they're going to wait until the right home comes up to actually do their renovation. Man, Judy, you and I both know that's the worst time to choose to do stuff. Absolute worst time <laughs> to choose. Yeah, having those things ready and being uh, having the ability to make a very strong offer and not having to wait on six months of renovations yes. and decluttering and those kind of things that we do. Things when, yeah. th- things are taking longer to get done with COVID. That's right. Contractors. Contractors. Right. Hello. Yes. Yeah. And the cost of lumber, the cost of doing any improvements to a home. So if people budget now as sellers and they do, they, they start a working list, that's what we're here for is to help um, separate like the meaningful from the meaningless. Right. And to help because a lot of times sellers are like, I'll do what I, I will do the minimum because this market will pay me whatever and I don't have to do anything. <laughs> well, and that is such a, a false thought because that could mean the difference of an offer 10,000 over list or 30,000 over list. And that's not a far stretch right now. We're seeing that. I can say this just in the 80920 zip code that yesterday I was looking at stats in that. And um, there have been 46 homes in that zip code that have sold in the last 30 days. Okay. And out of those selling, most of them are selling at an average of 4%. Over their list list. price. That's right. But some of them have been selling for up to 14%. Right. Over the list. That's a huge spread on numbers. And it could mean the difference of painting a room or not painting the room, changing some countertops. Yes. Or not. And having that ready to go is is key. And the truth is, because Judy, you're going to talk about this in a minute even more, but buyers, buyers are maxed. They're coming in and they are exhausted. They're coming in and this might be their fifth offer. And they hope that this time they're getting the home, right? Right. And they've offered more than they ever wanted to pay. 
now all their cash that they had on the sidelines has to go to maybe even increase their down payment because they're bringing money to cover their appraisal difference on top of their down payment. Yes, there's challenges now on both sides so that we haven't seen so much of in the past. Right. And so the assumption from a seller to say, I'll sell my home in any condition. Mm. I don't have to do anything. Yeah. You're, it's it's actually reducing um, the, the probability of closing. That's right. That's right. Because there are buyers actually throwing out offers from out of state that haven't come in to see the property. Yes. And so they're making offers sight unseen and with the expectation that the home is in in reasonable condition, not maybe perfect, um, but not expecting after you know having to offer fifteen twenty thousand over list to come in and do another fifty thousand dollars of renovations. This is a true story. I mean, literally, what you're describing happened this week in a yeah. conversation with a great real estate agent. She's a listing agent on a home that a buyer had texted me about, and um, this agent said exactly what you're saying. She was the listing agent. There was a, a a real estate agent who was a new agent representing mm-hmm. an out-of-state buyer mm-hmm. who had never seen the home. Right. And the photos are gorgeous, but hello. Right. I mean, photos are supposed to be gorgeous, right? That's right. They don't tell you the condition of the roof or the water heater or all of these other things. And so that's exactly what happened in this market where there's only 143 active single family listings as of the date we're doing this podcast that are existing in Colorado Springs. Um, that deal fell through. Right. And there is almost 60 grand of noted repairs needed for that house. Now that agent has to disclose that. Right. And so that goes back to the conversation we had on the last podcast is as a seller, making sure things are ready to go and then understanding representation again. It's not about just getting your house under contract. It's about navigating through all of the variables that get you to the closing table. And, and that's what counts. That's so. Um, and I want I want to say, Judy, you came from Dallas. You came from a different real estate market. Mm-hmm. You're here in Colorado Springs. But I can say the one thing I've seen in you is the fact that you are on top of your contracts. You are on top of the deal. And we in this state have a much more uh, required level of duties. That's right. Than a lot of agents in other states. Right. So, I mean, we have what is called uniform duties and we follow contracts and we initiate title orders and we set up inspections and we negotiate inspections. And a lot, I mean, as a listing agent, if I can or if you can be at an appraisal, you're there. That's right. Um, there's you're not um, you're not you're not writing the contract up and giving it away and never being involved. There's like fifty steps during a contract. There are a lot of steps, yes, that are usually and oftentimes behind the scenes that people don't necessarily see, but are super important again for getting that transaction to the closing table. Which is a reason we were talking about this earlier, but speak into that if somebody's thinking about being a for sale by owner. Well, I think I I think about. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. That's a loaded question yeah. because I think when um, you're considering selling your home on your own, you think that there's just these few steps that are involved in it. But we live in a society where people are litigious. 
there are potential lawsuits about disclosure and about processes and about paperwork. And there's there's just a lot of liability there. I wouldn't I, I wouldn't want to be a uh, for sale by owner if I weren't a licensed agent, really. <laughs> and, you know, even thinking about me making my own real estate acquisitions, I almost need, I bounce things off of you or Shauna or people in our group because mm-hmm. it's overwhelming to do it yourself when it's your own deal. Well, that's right. And you're so emotionally invested in it. It is good to have an outside set of eyes and, yes. um, uh, representation to to guide you through it because that's what happens a lot of times with for sale by owners. There's no one guiding the seller on what the normal standard expectation is for repairs, for closing costs, for contract expectations. Yes. There's just this whole wide range of, of variables that and, um, and, and nobody yeah. helping them to potentially maximize their value. Yeah. You know, well, that's right. And, you know, this is on the other side of the coin. We've had buyers call in that say, hey, we're frustrated. We have made multiple offers on properties. We're not going to commit to a single agent. We're just going to call on properties that hit the market and we don't need representation. Wow. That is such a tragedy. It is. a it's, it's a train wreck. Yes, it's a train wreck. And <laughs> the likelihood of them actually securing a property because they're not, they don't have someone actively working for them right. is, is small in this market. So what do buyers, what can they expect if they're coming to Colorado Springs in this current market climate? <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, we had a client want to see a property and we schedule the, the, the appointment. We get 15 minute showing windows on many of these properties. So 15 minute showing windows, you line up with everyone else who's there to see the same property. And then you expect, you know, 10, 15 offers depending on the price point. So, you know, there's just... It's it's a lot, it's and a lot. and and buyers are panicking. They are making panic offers. Um, I think though, because I keep hearing buyers say, "Well, if we're paying this much money for a house, when's the bottom going to fall out? When's the bottom yes. going to fall out?" That's the question That's that they're the asking. That's the elephant in the room. Yeah, for everybody. For everybody. I, I was listening to some statistics, though, on what makes our market different now than it was in 2008, 2009, mm-hmm. and when the bottom did fall out. Um, our interest rates are lower, so it gives buyers more spending power. But lending regulations are so much more stringent now. It requires our buyers to be fully qualified, and there's more equity being put into a home. So yes. we're not we're not at as a risk like we were back then of properties going into foreclosure. There's a lot more equity and a lot more skin in the game. And of course, every market is going to have a correction. Yeah. It's impossible at some point to not experience that. But we do have different things that are set, as you very well articulated, that we didn't have in the the former crisis that we right. had. Right. And a lot of people that are doing these cash out refinances are not doing it um, because they can't pay their mortgage. Um, in fact, statistically, uh, a lot of people are doing it according to, I think Tom Ferry was talking about this on one of his shows, for investing. Mm. And uh, so people are believing in the power of the market Um one other thing, because my dear friend Bill McAfee from Empire Title, mm-hmm. um, I love him to death. And, and he's like, the word's out. 
Everybody knows about Colorado Springs. Yes, I've heard that too. <laughs> yeah. And so it's it the thing is even though we have national trends, we also have to understand our hypo, hyper local real estate market. Yeah. And what's affecting us as far as job stability, jobs coming in, mm -hmm. um, you know, the Amazon whole Amazon takeover here and how that's growing. Um we have healthcare education, uh, even your husband's cybersecurity company. I mean, there's so many different things that are adding to a strong economy here. Right. And the word's out and people now, here's the good thing about COVID. If there was any good thing that's come out of it, is that there are more people moving now than ever before that are moving because they want to live here. They That's don't right. have to live here. I have heard that narrative multiple times from multiple different people um, that COVID has them recognizing their their need and desire for a higher quality of life. Yes. And they love it here. And the opportunity has come up that they can work from home. And so we're seeing a lot of people come here from bigger cities, um, you know, more dense populations just for the beauty of our city. For the beauty, for uh, so many good reasons. And the neat thing about it is that they're able to live where they want to mm -hmm. and work where they have to. Right. There's a lot more flexibility, not with every employer, but we're just seeing across, you know, I would just say I've never seen a more flexible time right. in our history in the combined 50 years we have. That's right. I mean, we've seen <laughs> tough markets and we've seen low inventory, but this is this is new for all of us. Yes. Um, but I think that, you know, we go back to um, just based on the years of experience that we have and building on that and using that knowledge to um, to pass on to our, our clients is, is huge. We want to do that. We want, our hearts are to see your life um, just to have and take on a fullness and a joy, even in, in all of the, the transition and changes that you go through, because uh, having the right leadership, the right mentorship, mm -hmm. having somebody that's your advocate. It, who doesn't want an advocate in their time of, of moving and change? That's right. In their time of chaos. And I think for buyers coming into the market, you know, we go back to them, you know, saying they don't want rep representation, whether that's on existing or, or even new construction. Like, why would you, the biggest, the bigger question is, why would you not want representation? Exactly. Um, it doesn't cost them any money. Um, as a buyer, you're not paying any real estate commissions in our market. And so why would you go without representation? Maybe the best question is, why would you not? Mm -hmm, for sure. And and you need the right representation. So don't stop until you get that. But I would say this, um, our group is here and set apart for a reason. And we would love to have a conversation with you if you're really thinking about selling your home or if you're thinking about buying in this market. Um, we want to be here for you and help you navigate through that. Absolutely. So thank you so much for tuning in and we cannot wait to catch you next time. Thank you so much, Judy. Thanks, Therese.